Shawty, what's all with y'all? Oh, hi. Coming to say you're lucky, fine. We got to cutting it off. It she know about the kid and fuck on my line. I'ma keep it up all with y'all. But Shawty, I'm trying to make you mine. Don't make it too easy, I wanna try. She looking too good, can't let it go by. Oh, yeah. Think I won the lotto. This slow mulatto. She could be a model. She wanna show me some. Think I won the lotto. I'm not even doing a fucking intro to this because this was absolutely terrible, but we're going to talk about the Celtics game, obviously, and then we'll hit on uh, Nuggets Suns. Before I get into it, I'm just going to read off some stats that Brian Barrett from Off the Pike, the show um, in, the, in the ringer had. He had some awesome stats, so check out that show for sure if you like Boston sports. Um, Celtics are three for three, three, sorry, three and three on their home court in the playoffs so far. The first 25 possessions for Philly, they scored 40 points. That is 160 offensive rating. No team in the NBA has had an offensive rating greater than 119 this year. Celtics have a 105.8 defensive rating in wins. The Cavs led the league this year in defensive rating at a 109.9, so the Celtics are way better. You want a lower defensive rating. In losses... The Celtics have a 125.5 defensive rating. That is lower than the or higher than the Spurs, who had the worst defensive rating in the league at a 119.5. The Spurs are actively tanking for Victor Wembanyama. Our defensive rating last night was 121.1, which is still worse than the Spurs. The Celtics sent Philly to the line 27 times. The league leader in uh, sending teams to the line was the Pistons who were last in the league, at 26.2 per game. So we were worse than the Pistons and fouling. The last two, two first quarters, Tatum has played 24 minutes. That's every minute of the last two first quarters. He is 0 for 10 from the field goal. He is 0 for 5 from 3. He has two points on foul shots. He is a minus 15, and the Celtics have been outscored by a combined 15 points in those 24 minutes. Finally, in the last four games, Tatum has been 31 for 74 from the field at 41.9% and 7 for 31 from the three at 22.7%. Fuck. We are... Season's over, right, boys? We'll start with you, Jordan. Uh, season's over? Are we yes. going there? I'm going there. This team has no uh... fucking balls, dude. <laughs> yeah, you're right. They don't. I I still believe that we can win this series, but overall this severely like hindered my belief that we can win the finals and yeah i don't I, i'm not picking us to come out of the series even though i i am holding out hope that we like turn it back around and get back to what we were doing uh games two and three i believe we won i last night was one of the hardest watches i think i've ever had watching a Celtics game i don't know if i've been that disappointed watching a Celtics game I mean we had some rough games in the finals maybe game four last year but yesterday was just start to finish disaster everywhere you looked so that's that's where I'm at with it Butsy what are you thinking um you can throw out whatever stats you want and while those may back up this the Celtics poor play I really think it's as simple as there's no leadership and no fight in this team um I think Missoula is horrible. I think that's more apparent now than it is ever. I think we were better last year because we had uh, Ime. I think Ime leaving put an absolute dent in what we were trying to build, and I don't think it's been really apparent until now. 
um, you know, we can get by in the regular season and, and against the Hawks because we're the better team by just more skilled and more talented. But when you look at what it takes to win championships and, and what we needed last year was just a little more, I guess, uh, like less mistakes last year, but we had some fight like Tatum put up 46 in Milwaukee in a closeout game for Milwaukee game six in the Eastern Conference semis. And maybe we'll get that, you know, get that Tatum game uh, on, on uh, tomorrow on Thursday, excuse me. But right now it doesn't look like that. This team just seems all out of sorts. They don't seem like they're playing together. They have no off the court leader. Missoula just kind of rolls out the ball and says, let the boys play. And at some point that's not going to fucking fly. And we're at that point. Um, on court leadership is horrible too. Smart is, I guess, our quote unquote leader. But like we said last pod, he's our sixth fucking offensive option. Um, there's just a lot, a lot of problems with this team that you can get away with in the regular season and against the Bad Hawks team. But even against the Hawks, there were some glaring problems. Um, so overall, I'm I'm pretty negative on this team, but only because we have championship aspirations. Uh, like if we, you know, if I'm like the the Knicks, I'd say like the Knicks had a pretty successful season, but the Celtics for like us a successful season is a title especially after getting there last year we were the favorites to do it now and jordan i know you're a big vegas odds guy the sixers are now favorites to win the fucking title which is crazy i mean they're like plus 310 right now um so enough said it's annoying it's really painful to watch uh because it's not like you know we're just like missing shots i mean we are missing some shots but we're playing bad basketball both offensively and defensively we're just playing bad basketball it makes you want to rip your hair out um, because you know what this team's capable of if we just have the right people at the helm and we don't. Um, so that is what it is. I said my piece. Yeah. Um, I don't even know where to go with this. It's I, I think personally, I, I think we're going to throw up on ourselves in Philly um, tomorrow and lose because I've been off. I've been feeling weird about this team since our struggles in the after our really fast start after that. I started to be down on this team because they just lacked this certain fire. And I, I'm, I'll i admit, like, I thought they would get it back for the playoffs. But it's clear that there was something missing from the get-go. And I guess it's the fire and drive that maybe Ime brought to the team. But that being said, at this point, if you do get rid of Missoula, you've had four court coaches in four years. At some point, you got to ask about what this core is doing and what needs to happen. And you got to reevaluate what we're doing. Um, you have to ask questions about Rob Williams' health. You have to ask questions about Marcus Smart's role in health. You have to ask questions about Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. And you have to ask questions about Derek White as well. I think Brogdon's been showing up. He does make some small mistakes here and there. But, I mean, he's a six-man, so you shouldn't be relying fully on him as a team. Uh, your aging center, Al Horford, had a really bad game, but he's 36 years old or 38, I think, and he's four years older than your 34-year-old head coach. So maybe that's a factor. The Celtics lost their assistant coach, Will Hardy, going into the season. That was a huge loss for us. Jordan and I talked about this greatly. That guy, he's now the head coach of Utah, and Utah really did well. And the thing with Will Hardy is that he knew all these little tricks and smart plays and moves, and the Celtics always had an answer and could always think ahead. And that's been with Brad and Ime, mostly because Will Hardy was on Ime's staff. Losing Will Hardy hurt. You lost your second assistant coach, Damon Stoudemire, to Georgia Tech job. Damon Stoudemire was a good, really, really good assistant coach. That hurts us as well. There's going to be changes made. 
um, no matter what happens, there's going to be changes made. And there needs to be changes made. And maybe these changes are going to be hard. I, I don't know where this team goes. I don't like Missoula as our head coach. I can tell you that much. I think he's a better suited for an assistant coach. This is a big role to be successful in, and it's really hard. Ime was an anomaly, but we don't have him anymore. And maybe that's for the better because of you know his shady situation. We don't know about that, so it's hard to quantify what that is. But it's clear that we need to make a change. And, I mean, I'm just fed up with this team right now. This is an embarrassment, and... I mean, maybe you think you have a star with Tatum, but maybe he's not the upper echelon of star that he was predicted to be, if that makes sense. I think our core stays in place depending on how the all-NBA teams shake out, but you're going to need to do some significant retooling around this. And I wanted to pose this question to you. You're going to give me some hate, but I think one of the better offseason, like an A-plus offseason for the Celtics, and you guys are going to hate me for this, is you hire Nick Nurse as your head coach, bring in Steven Silas as your assistant, and you sign, you bring in Dylan Brooks. I know this sounds dumb, but Dylan Brooks really was bad in Memphis because he was allowed to do whatever the fuck he wanted to. Taylor Jenkins is not known for being a guy that's like very hard on someone. Nick Nurse will tell you to cut the shit. Dylan Brooks has this mentality of he doesn't give a fuck. He'll get in someone's face and he'll get dirty. Everyone has that. Draymond Green... P.J. Tucker, the successful teams have that. Bobby Portis to an extent. Um, that's used to be what Marcus Smart was. He's too old now. He, he can't do it anymore. He thinks he's too integral to the offense, which for some reason he is right now. So we need to make changes. I, we'll start with you, Butsy. What was your thoughts on that offseason plan? Uh, I don't mind the coaching changes. We need to bring in a savvy veteran if we're going to want to get anywhere in the playoffs, especially one. Uh, with championship caliber experience and and has yeah. won a championship, the Dylan Brooks move I don't love. Um, I think he's bad. I think he hurts he you a lot more than he helps you. Um, the reason being like, Smart contributes on offense. I I, I don't think we have room for a PJ Tucker s guy. Like I re- I really don't. I don't think the Celtics offense has a, a like enough space for a guy to play. Um, you know. 30 plus minutes a night, maybe go one for seven, two for nine from the field. And he's not going to be a leader. Like I, I, I severely and highly doubt that he'll be respected by Tatum and Brown coming into this team. I really don't think anybody has respect for Dylan Brooks right now. And so I think like the thing is with Tucker that works with uh, Portis, I guess a little bit, but is that these guys respect PJ, they, yeah. they respect each other. No one's gonna listen to Dylan Brooks. Says what the fuck has Dylan Brooks done? Like, yeah, uh, that's the only reason more, I don't like it. Yeah, no, he's definitely throwing him in with uh, Green and Tucker would be like what you hope he morphs into. But coming into this, you would have him as someone when Tatum gets hit in the balls by Joel Embiid or whatever you or by PJ Tucker. Actually, you have Dylan Brooks come in and hit hit him back. Or but something. we need more of like a leader than an enforcer. Yeah, that's a good point. We don't. Jordan, we what do you think about that? Balls. I agree with the coaching stuff. Uh, well, I I don't know if I do. I don't mind the coaching change. I think there's a chance Missoula can become a good coach, but throwing in new coaches left and right, like you said, four coaches in four years, I think is a lot. The Dylan Brooks thing, I agree with Butsy. I, I don't think he's impactful enough on offense to make up for, you know, what you get defensively and what you get, like like we said with the enforcing stuff. I think this off season can go a lot of ways and it's weird that we're doing this you know down three two because 
if we do come back and win this series and then we get by the heat and we end up winning the finals, which is still in play, then this discussion maybe changes. And I think we, we kind of run it back and we keep everyone, but let's say we lose one of the next two games. We go out in the second round to a Philly team that everyone believes that we should beat and we should beat. Then I think we have to shake things up. I think the first guy on the chopping block is Marcus smart. And I do think that it's almost been a long time coming to where it's like he's it's always been rumored and it's always been like maybe, but he's always done enough to kind of keep himself on the team and keep people like, okay, he's actually helping and contributing. And then last year we were like, holy shit, this is our point guard. And now it's it's regressed to the point where it's, okay, we actually need to maybe get him off the team and get something back in return. And the other thing, you mentioned Robert Williams. I think there was a time last year where I felt Robert Williams was completely untradeable because of his prowess on defense, his athleticism, his rim rolling, his ability to run the floor, all of it. And then this year, he was great during the regular season when he was on the court and healthy. But how many games was he really healthy? And you're seeing now in the playoffs, he's not healthy. Like, we were we were questioning why why is he – not playing as much. Why does he look like he's maybe not playing as hard or he's not as impactful? This guy's not healthy and he's never been healthy. I don't like he hasn't been healthy for a long time and he can't seem to stay healthy. I think a Marcus Smart and Robert Williams trade package actually gets you a lot in return and could do a lot in the offseason um, to kind of turn this around. But again, that that's assuming that we keep Jalen. And that's, I think, the biggest question mark in all of this. And it's yeah. going to come very soon. That decision comes pretty damn soon when these all-NBA teams get released. And like I read to you guys earlier, I think we have the opportunity to sign Jalen for like 285 or $95 million or whatever it was I said if he makes an all-NBA team. So um, now it happened this offseason. So there's a lot of, lot of, you know, a lot of moving pieces um, with the Celtics team. But one thing that is interesting, and I was talking to my dad about it today on the way to the golf course, was like – is this experiment over? Like, could this possibly be the last year of the Tatum Brown, like, you know, I guess championship runs that, that we may have, or are we going to find a way to reload in this off season? Assuming we lose the one of the next two games, this is all assuming we lose. I just think that we're being very negative right now because of how poorly last night yeah. went. Yeah. Well, but let's like, be honest. We, we all, we all believe that we're going to lose. So, yeah, hundred percent. But like, yeah, we could win game six. With that. We could win game six by thirty, and then be like, "What is going on?" Uh, so let's just go with the, the the idea that we lose one of the next two games. Like Jordan, do you think that this whole experiment could be over? And it's sad to say, but it's like there's a lot of moving pieces, a lot going on. Got to the finals, lost this year, maybe a bust. Is it? It could be a failure of an experiment. Well. I don't know. Like I said, it, it could go a bunch of different ways. I think the experiment with this specific core is over. I think I think we keep Jalen. I really do. I, I believe he made an all NBA team and I believe he's gonna take his money. I don't think he would I don't think he's that unhappy that he would leave that much money on the table. So I think we keep Tatum and Brown together for this foreseeable future. I think Horford might retire. I think Smart and Rob could easily get moved. And 
that's you know those are three big pieces of our core and three big pieces of these runs that we've gone on. So yeah, I think there's huge shakeups, but I don't think the Tatum Brown saga is over. I think we're gonna keep those two together and and we're gonna build around them for our future. If I had to guess, uh, Tatum and Brown stay together would be my guess as well. Um, I actually don't think there's gonna be a ton of movement. I think you're gonna see some stuff around the edges. Maybe Al does retire, and you have to sign someone to fill him. I, I don't know if you can trade smart just because of what he means to the organization in the city. I think that would be Celtics are still dealing with the absolute bullshit scrutiny that they got on the Isaiah Thomas deal, which if you fucking come at me and say, Hey, I'll offer you Kyrie Irving in his prime for Isaiah Thomas. When this was pre super dramatic Kyrie, there was some drama. You're going to take that deal 10 times out of 10. So it's absolutely ridiculous that the Celtics get a bunch of shit from, you know, different people that don't know that don't understand things um, on that trade. That wasn't, you weren't, that wasn't a fuck you to Isaiah Thomas. I think Isaiah Thomas would have done that trade himself if he was a GM. So that's complete horse shit that they still have a bad reputation because of that. And from Danny Ainge, just, you know, he's always been willing to move people out and get, people in obviously we have a new gm now in brad stevens but that reputation still sticks that boston doesn't love their vets and doesn't take care of you like you know say a warriors who take is who's going to take care of steph and clay and draymond so i think if you i think as an executive you try to you try to avoid trading marcus smart because of that um you know stipulation that comes about you know and that speculation but I mean, I don't know. I don't know what happens around the fringe moves. I think Pritchard's gone a hundred percent, and I don't blame him. This has got to be miserable. I don't understand why Grant? He, Grant's probably gone. There's, I mean, his his value's tanked though. Like, there's no yeah, way he, he had a bad he, year. He wanted, um, oh shoot, who's that guy for the Spurs? Keldon Johnson number I heard. So I think that's four for ninety. He wanted. There's no way he gets a four year contract for ninety. No, but I don't know if the Celts really want to bring him back. And that just kind of goes to the point where it's like you're going to see new faces next year and this specific core could be done. Yeah, I so on the Marcus Smart thing, I I agree like trading him would would have some interesting repercussions, but you can't have him play these significant of minutes next year. Like, I'm sorry, him and Brogdon have to swap fucking roles if we're going to change anything. It starts there like. Regardless of what happens, it has to it has to start with Smart taking a backseat role. Like he needs to ha- like I think perfect scenario, he has like a Udonis Haslam esque career, like where he can just be on the bench and be a like a guy that people can look to in the locker room and can help motivate the team and fire up the team. He's not like it's clear his offensive production is not what it used to be or what it should be, and nor like what it like is expected to be. Um so I think our moves begin with swapping Brogdon for Smart and having Smart come off the bench, but I don't know if that's going to happen, but I really fucking hope it does. Yeah, I like that move going into the next season, and the other part of that is I think Smart is a phenomenal bench player. Like, We might not want him as our starting point guard, but if you have that guy coming off the bench for you, working his ass off in you know shortened minutes, you're going to see a, a different version of Marcus Smart that I think... You know, we saw him come off the bench for most of his career, and I think that role at this point is better suited for him. So, yeah, I like that. 
do you guys want to talk about this game at all? Because I have some questions. Like, yeah, how how do we Wait, real quick? Guys? Real quick, I I don't think he's gonna have. I don't think he should have a Udonis Haslam role. I think he should. Play. Yeah, I agree. I, not 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 yet. Not yet. Yeah, 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 not yet. I mean, like we're talking th- two, three years, three years, three, four years down the pipeline. He's still relatively young. I think he can. Like, but yeah, I'm I'm splitting hairs here. Yeah, but I was yeah. I just want to clean that up a little bit. Also, I think he is injured. To be, to give him credit, he clearly doesn't. His lateral quickness is is very hindered. I think he has like a hip flexor problem. So if I'm the Celtics, I'm like, hey, go get surgery. Um, you know, not whenever. Go get surgery. Doesn't matter if you're out for a year. That's fine. Go fix yourself up. But yeah, Jordan, take it away. I just wanted to talk a little bit about the game because I'm watching this game sitting there like. Is there an adjustment to this Harden and Embiid pick and roll? Like, obviously, the, we have to do something different because we can't just give Embiid free throw line jumpers all day. But, I mean, we started fighting through screens, which I like, but then the big guy just, for whatever reason, can't step up on Embiid. I don't know. Like, Embiid completely dominated this game. There was no shot of stopping him. That was the most hopeless I've seen our defense look in years. So I so, just want to know what you guys think. So I got a few, I guess, basketball things to talk about when it comes to this. Al can't keep up with Embiid, first off. So when we're talking about how we get through screens, and I did like how we did get through screens, Al is not quick enough to get back and contest that Embiid mid-range. So that's problem number one. Problem number two, if we're going to play Al, is I think we have to start sending doubles from somewhere. Like, it's got to come from P.J. Tucker's guy has to meet Embiid at the foul line, at least bump Embiid, give him a fucking forearm or something to the point where he's not comfortable just literally stepping into a mid-range jump shot every time. I will live fucking seven days a week, 24 hours a day with a P.J. Tucker corner three. And it's probably going to be contested because that opposite wing is probably going to help and contest a shot. So I think whoever's guarding P.J. Tucker has to check Embiid at the free throw line until Al can get back and guard him because, I mean, Embiid was cooking in the one-on-one last night too in the post in the first half. So I think we got to start sending doubles from everywhere. Like, you got to make him uncomfortable. Um, You got to live with, like, Melton and um, Tucker and, and Tobias even. Uh, I know Tobias played actually pretty well last night, but you got to live with those guys killing you rather than beating Harden because you can't let these two just dominate you like they have been all series and especially last night. So um, I do think there are adjustments to be made. I don't know if we're going to make them. I don't know if Joe's smart enough to do that. I mean, like he is an NBA coach, but like nothing's fucking changed all series. Joe's just scared to like make an adjustment because he doesn't want it to blow up in his face. But who cares at this point? We're, we're back to our wall. It's back to the walls. You know, well, this is where you're going to see the adjustments. Yeah, you're going to see the adjustments here. I don't even game. know if we will. Like uh, that's the thing. Like it's interesting because you know, it's oh man, it's just brutal. It's really tough because I I feel like we've been needing adjustments on both sides of the ball for the entire playoffs and we haven't seen anything. Like I don't know if if you guys have, but I haven't seen any difference in the way our offense has been conducted between game 1 and game I don't know what it was game five of series two. Like, yeah. And, and there have been issues. Like I said, there's been problems in the Hawk series. There's been problems this series. And we just seem to keep going into every game thinking that we're just going to be better than the other team and outscore them. And it's just, it's just not how it works when you, when you're going up against a good team. Also, I retract my statement about Philly. They're pretty fucking good. Yeah. They're definitely, um, you know, they're, they're good. Uh, so 
talking about the NBA teams that have attempted the the most three pointers in this um NBA playoffs so far. Number one is Golden State. Number two is the Celtics. The Golden State is um shot 400 or attempted 470 the Celtics have attempted 438 number three is actually the heat and they've attempted 330 so it's very clear that the Celtics whole offense is shooting threes Tatum especially and they don't go in so this team all season relied on on bad defense and just relying on their shooting to get to shoot them out of things and when they were hot they were successful when they weren't hot they were unsuccessful now we're seeing that they just can't handle themselves in the playoffs. They're they lack, you know, an, an identity as a team. They used to be a defensive team last season. This season, they, they started off as a three point team that could shoot the lights out. Now they're just a team that's mediocre and honestly abysmal on both ends. So I don't know. As for the as for the game around the first quarter, I kind of figured this game was over with when you know it just looked like we were dead in the water. We never got our feet back. Um, it, it was just terrible. When you let Daniel House Jr. like eat you up, that's when you know that your season's about to be over. No offense to him. He's a solid role player, but I mean, come on now. It, I was, it's just, I don't understand what more they can do. This team is clearly deeply flawed and there's nothing they can really uh, do going forward, in my opinion, because at this point, they've dug themselves in too deep of a hole and you can either rely on the star power of your two stars, which haven't been showing up, or you can figure it out, but I, I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts on the game? Because at this point, like, I don't even know what to say about it, to be honest. Yeah, I think when you shoot as many threes as the Celtics, you're going to have off-shooting nights, and it was a very unfortunate night to have one, and a really bad one um, for one of our guys who we really count on to make the open threes, which is Al Horford, going 0-7 for and, and taking himself out of the game. That really hurt us, I think. And the other thing, like, just some silly stuff. Fouled Harden on two threes that were really, like, we will live with him taking that shot, and we just hack the shit out of him, send him to the line. That stuff kills you um, defensively. I think I think the, the three-point shooting, like, hate is a little bit overblown because I think these are NBA players, and I think the Celtics got to the finals playing that way last year. Um, for me, this series, like, this comes down to choking away two games at the end. Like, losing last game wouldn't have been such a big deal if we didn't throw away two other games that we should have won, in my opinion. So I think I think it's the other two games that are the biggest issues. I think sometimes you're going to have off-shooting nights. Um, it's just kind of a shame that we had to have an off-shooting night. Um, and such... Sometimes, like, the other thing that other NBA teams have that we don't is when other teams have off nights their stars tend to take over and tend to keep them afloat. And I think last year in our playoff run, Jalen and Tatum actually did that. And this year they just simply have not. I know Tatum actually played a pretty decent game yesterday in terms of his fight and, and his intensity, I thought. But again, just so inefficient. Jalen couldn't dribble yet again, couldn't create a shot for himself. So I don't know. It This is... This is kind of a gut check game six for Tatum, Brown, and all the shooters who missed a million shots. It's some someone has to show up. Um, defensively, I noticed last season we did a lot less switching and more powering through the screens. I would like to see more of that, but I also think one one change you can make is um having smart guard and bead in the post and up 
to the switch when they're trying to get that. So that way, if they do actually get the switch, uh, Smart goes to Harden because Smart can front and make it difficult for Embiid, and that's what like he used to be our you know key to unlocking Embiid with or to actually putting a Embiid away was Smart. You can also do that with Grant Williams to an extent because he can use the the techniques that he uses to guard Giannis on Joel Embiid, and again he's fast enough foot speed wise to keep up with James Harden when they get the switch. So. I would like to see something like that happen. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say on this game, but is there anything else from anybody? I was going to say, I disagree with the Grant stuff. Grant came in last night and had two of the quickest fouls I've ever seen. Yeah, the, yeah, but that's just... Grant, Grant's just not playing the same way that he was last year. Um, it, th- there was a there was a specific energy about the way we played defense last year. It was motivated. It was It was... Uh, powerful. It was fuck and, you defense. That's good. Yeah, connected it was, too, though. Everyone's on the same page last year. Yeah, yeah. We rotated really well. Everyone was communicating, and we just had to a sense of like togetherness. Um, that is missing on both sides of the ball on offense and defense. But um, enough of this. Enough of the depressing ass Celtics talk. We did have another game last night. Uh, the Nuggets and the Suns. Nuggets took care of business in a big way. Isn't it? They were up twenty five most of the game, and then ended up winning by like. I don't know, 15 or 17 or whatever the case may be, or 13, it, whatever it was. It's so interesting when you see a team that like chirps the other team and gets in other people's faces and has fight like both of these teams do, and both these teams are fucking successful. It's just it's just fun to watch, you know. Um, Booker, Jamal Murray, KD, Jokic, everybody was getting into it. That's what actual, you know, people that have an identity and are alpha males, that's what they do. Um, our team does not have that. But yeah, th- uh, this was a fun game to watch. Um Jordan Jordan's hot take ended up being right. Uh, Booker came down to earth a little bit, so that was that was fun to watch. Really, this was this was just. I mean, I don't even know what how to describe it. It wasn't the. I guess it was the Jokic game. Technically, those twelve assists that he had were awesome. I mean, Denver just looks like the best team in basketball at the moment, and it looks like they have the best player in basketball in Jokic. Um, I think it's right. Like we always said, it's it's Booker, Jokic, Butler are the best are the three best in the. NBA remaining in the playoffs right now. Do you guys agree with that? Who'd you say? Uh, you got to put Embiid in there at some point. I mean, yeah, like, yep, yep. Guys, guys off his rocker at the moment. True, true. Um, so yeah, so Embiid, Jokic, Butler, Booker, top four. I'm I not mean, putting Curry in there right now. I, I I disagree with that. I think Steph's absolutely in there. Steph has really not a single teammate that can score. Yeah, Steph's been carrying the like uh, the Warriors by himself. I don't know. Those those debates get weird. I would take Steph three and over one. Embiid and Booker. Mm. Okay, fair. Um, but yeah, all right. That I do I guess... think. I think this game, like, unfortunately for content purposes, was kind of simple to me. It was pretty simple. The Suns, two guys go twenty six and twenty eight, and for a lot of teams that that sounds good. But for the Suns, they need to they need to do more. Like they. They those guys have to go nuclear for the Suns to win, and they have to score in the one twenties because they don't have a ton of defensive stoppers. So it's just like Denver is going to score, you know, one ten plus every game. So Phoenix has to match that with KD and Booker. I thought Booker played well. I thought KD was awful. Um, he was he, chucking up so many shots that were he bad. Took a lot of bad shots, missed a lot of bad shots, missed a couple open shots. He made some shots too, but like, this isn't the same KD that we saw even this year in Brooklyn. Like when he was tearing it up and he was like 50, 40, 90, 
and averaging 28 on that Brooklyn team, I thought I thought that guy would, was going to show up, but we haven't seen him in a Phoenix Suns jersey. Um, yeah, he was 10 for 24 last night, 0 for 3 from 3. He, yeah, he took he really, really as a guy who had a ticket on KD overs. I mean, he ended up cashing for me, but it was it was a sweat for sure. Um, yeah, this is what happens, like you said, when you're the Suns and one one other role player doesn't score as much. Um, like they've been able to get a game out of like Jock Lindell, TJ Warren looked like he was going to have a game and then he ended up going two for seven. He hit two quick shots. Shamit did nothing. Um, Terrence Ross, we had a Terrence Ross sighting in this game. He hit three quick threes in a row. That was pretty cool. Um, but other than that, yeah, their, their bench scored a combined, uh, it looked like 26 points. So not, not good for them at all when, you know, your two, your two stars score 28 and 26 respectively. And then, your other two starters scored 22. So, I mean, yeah, not great. You got to get someone else with scoring, which we would think would be DeAndre Ayton. He only had 14. I mean, DeAndre Ayton is one of those guys that we should probably start having conversations about him. I think he should just get – they just need to get rid of him from the Suns. I don't know why they they matched that offer with Indiana um, instead of signing and trading him and getting a, some value or dealing him – um, before his you know thing was over, because it's clear that he doesn't like this team, and the team doesn't really like him either. So, don't know why. That's always going to be a mystery to me as to why. I will. It's not a mystery. It was uh, Sarver being a douche and um, just you know doing that. I told you that story with um, oh I forget his name. The guy that got into a fight with Kobe. He has a show on the Ringer. Um, he played for the Suns for a while, and basically he said he wanted to resign with the Suns uh, for this amount of money. He was like a role player. And the the Sarver literally said, I can sign you for that money, but I'm not going to because I, I can, you know, not do it. So crazy, crazy, th- crazy thing to say to someone that just shows what he was like. Matt Ishbia, the new owner, willing to spend money, obviously a better owner, but he didn't get into power until the trade deadline. So that's a long winded rant that didn't have anything to do with what we were talking about. But any other thoughts from this game? Um, Eight and seven of 12, like not horrible. Um. Tough plus minus nine rebounds, um, not enough rebounds. We said that Phoenix is going to need to score around one twenty to even be competitive, and they didn't get close. So I think that's kind of the the bottom line of this of this yeah. game. Uh, their offensive production was horrible. Um, they were missing Chris Paul tonight. Uh, in a big way, I think more than Game Four. Obviously, they they did win Game Four, but they looked like they missed them bad tonight. They or last night, they looked like they had no flow offensively. Um, I think it really impacted Kevin Durant and Booker when it came to like getting to their spots. Um, obviously some nights it's going to have a bigger impact than others. And obviously game four, when you're on, you're on, uh, for those two, but on a night where you're not getting it on your own, uh, having someone hand it to you on a silver platter, like Chris Paul, obviously one of the great, greatest assist guys in that NBA. Um, you know, yeah, it ser- serves you big, serves you big time. So missing him hurt them a lot. Um, you also want to talk about, I want to talk about something that's interesting. Okogi started and played eight minutes. Did he get hurt? I don't, I, I, I was trying to figure that out. I couldn't really tell what happened. Because um, it looks like about he... like flow, like flow when it comes to getting guys in off the bench and, and that type of stuff. Have a starter playing eight minutes. It definitely impacts the, the, I guess the camaraderie and, and cohesiveness of a unit. And also talking about, uh, just the flow in general, they only had 22 assists to Denver's 32. So it's clear that. A lot of these were ISO shots, which 
you know, backs up with the eye test. It was KD taking, doing a couple of dribble moves and either taking a three or a mid range jumper that was not going in. Same with Booker. Um, Booker shot better though than KD did. And oh, it was Raja Bell who I was talking about. I just remembered. But yeah, go ahead, Jordan. I actually think the Raja Bell shout out, another one I would not have <laughs> expected when we started this podcast. Yeah, crazy. Um, I think the biggest storyline from this game is seeing Chris Paul do a, a full workout pregame. That was, <laughs> that was like Zion. Just watch yeah. him run back and forth. It was so funny. Like there, there was a lady like giving her report and Chris Paul yeah. was just oh, whoops, running to half court and back in the background. I was like, yeah. is anybody just seeing this? Like this guy looks like he's ready to go to me. Yeah. And they talked about him. Like he was, uh, someone said he had worked up a nice sweat and I was like, awesome dude, let's throw him in the game. But, I think that's the biggest story because, like Butsy said, they really need both his passing and any type of scoring that anyone can give, the Suns will take. So I think Chris Paul, I wouldn't be surprised if he gives it a go next game. Um, yeah, hopefully. You know, back to the wall in Phoenix, they need him. I think I think that could give him a boost. And I'm not going to be super shocked, you know, if, if Phoenix wins this game or if they come out of the series because they do have those two guys that can go nuclear. And if Chris Paul comes back, then that's a whole new element. So I'm picking Denver because I think they're the better team, they're the more complete team, and it's going to take a lot to for Phoenix to overcome that. But they, I mean, they have, you know, two nuclear bombs on their team. Oh, and Michael Porter Jr. is a homebody. That's what it is. He had, he plays really well. Yeah, 19, 19 points, eight rebounds, two assists, zero turnovers, um, seven for 11 from field, five for eight from three. That's the that's the upside of Michael Porter Jr. Obviously, I was saying I don't understand um, how everyone's so obsessed with him all the time. Well, games like that, you know, make me look stupid as fuck because he does possess that massive upside, which we saw the other night. It's just he isn't consistent with it. Let's um, do a little. Let's do a little preview. If you guys are if you guys are down for a little preview, yeah, let's of do tonight's it. games, tonight's action. Uh, Heat. Can next. I tell you about some bets that oh. I have placed? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I'm all over the under on Heat Knicks. Um, these games go tend to go. These elimination games tend to go under. So I'm all over that under. That's my play. I like I it. it. The I Knicks can't make a like shot. That, yeah, they're, I thought you had they're multiple bad. bets, plural. Oh, I did. I parlayed that with uh, Steph to get 25 plus, um, and LeBron to get 20 plus. That those are like minus 300 legs. But if, yeah, those are locks. But on DraftKings, um, there's a same game parlay X, uh, 33% leg boost. So that you can get all three of those picks boosted to one plus 110 or 118, something like that. Are you guys picking the Heat tonight? Uh, I want to. I want to. I, I think it. the Knicks are fucking horrible, but I'm not going to touch the game. Um, I don't really but understand just how not, the Knicks not are betting. Not betting, but like. Oh, you pick it, the I'm picking, picking the Heat. I'm picking yeah. the Heat. I'm picking, I'm picking the, the Heat, heat not to, to wrap it. this up in five. Yeah. Uh, Lakers, yeah. Warriors. Yeah. I'm big spread, Warriors. big spread in Golden State, seven too and big. a half. Too big, too big for a reason. Yeah, they're trying to be too big for a reason. Yeah, they're trying to fucking get Jordan. You in there. Jordan, your Vegas, our, our Vegas guy over here. Why is the spread this big? Well, I think it's very similar to what we saw last night in Boston. But with what, what, what were we eight point favorites and we lost? Something like that. That's yeah. correct. Yeah, except I mean, the Warriors are actually good like at home. Twenty. Except the Warriors That's... are actually good and can win at home. Yeah, so that's true. I think the Warriors win this game. Um, I don't really. I'm not gonna talk about the spread. I haven't been betting as much, so whatever. All right. Uh, one more I, thing I think, before we wrap it up. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say. I think 
you're gonna get a clay game and maybe a pool siding tonight. The pool siding's like a like a throw out like a into a wishing well kind yeah. of thing. But I think Clay is gonna show up and he was horrible last game. Let's oh my god, he was I think he's gonna sure and he's been good in this series. I think he had a, a thirty point game in this series. So I think he's gonna go, you know, twenty five, be uh be a real factor and I think the Warriors get this done because Steph will have enough help tonight. Um, can I tell you guys about some futures that I have? Besides your Nuggets one? Well, I, I had a Nuggets one for this series. I had so like the Nuggets to beat the Suns. That was, I got that at um I think I actually got that at like either Pick'em or plus. And then I got I have a Heat um plus one fifty. I got them at the first game, the Knicks came in as as uh favorites and I got the Heat at like my at plus one thirty or one fifteen. So I have that and then I have um parlayed with the Denver pick as well. So hopefully if everything goes according to plan, I should be getting some coin here soon. Those are great bets. Thank everyone you. I love futures. Everyone pick the NBA champion oh. prediction. Right All right. Guy I, I wait I have uh can I can I tell you who I have playing against each other and who I have winning? Yeah, obviously. That's All right. I want to go last. You guys go first. Pretty much the game. All right, you guys go first. <laughs> Uh, Butsy, are you ready or should I go? No, I, I'm not ready. It's a lot of pressure. Oh. <laughs> it's a lot of pressure. I've been thinking about this okay. all day, and I, I made well, my pick. Well, I am chest out. Lakers will be in the finals. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I think it's going to be Lakers-Philly. I think I like Philly in that, but I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hesitantly pick Philly to win, but the hotter take is that the Lakers will be there. And they might win. Can we talk about how funny That's it would be awful... if Philly lost in the Super Bowl, the finals, yeah. and the World Series, basically in the same calendar year? I mean, that might be the funniest fucking thing ever. Uh, other than con- anyone not from Philly. Uh, other than content yeah, purposes, are you watching that finals? Because I don't think I can make myself watch a, a Lakers oh, Sixers actually, finals. Fair point. NBA might not let that happen. I don't know. They like the Lakers, right? Yeah, they. I would fucking say so with those foul discrepancies. Jesus, it's been bad. It's been really bad. All right, um, come on, they're good at drawing right. fouls. I got my pick. My pick is in. Celtics, Nuggets, Celtics. Wow, love it. Oh love it. wow, I'm fucking holding <laughs> out hope. I did not see that. That's awesome. That's hope. awesome. I'm holding out hope, man. Not see I'm, that one coming. You know, you know me. Sometimes I can be a real positive guy and a real negative guy, and I was a real negative guy about thirty minutes ago, but now. Man, we're minus two in Philly for some godforsaken reason. That's... We are the favorites in that basketball game. Um, for some fucking reason. Uh, if we can force a game seven in Boston, I, it's a coin flip at that point. Dude, I wouldn't even say we should be favored in that game. The either. Celtics, the Celtics were favored to win the championship after the game. Like those odds yeah. shifted t- today. Vegas was a little know. late. DraftKings was a little behind but... on updating. I think. That's Celtics Nuggets, I... Celtics oh, they, win. They updated because they yeah, got no. way closer. But yeah. like, I don't know. Someone, someone at Vegas was like, "Whoa, I actually watched the game, guys. Yeah, this, guys, this team what the fuck isn't are you doing? that good. Uh, yeah. I didn't what compute yet. Uh, my model, um, uh, it's not running against my model. Uh, Denver, Denver was favorites this afternoon because I went to go look just to kind of like do some snooping. Um, and Denver was favored. My pick, it's gonna be a hot one. Miami, Denver, and Denver wins. Um. My the reason I pick Miami is because one I think Bam can do some damage um defensively on Embiid 
and then you ha- might be getting a Tyler. Your Tyler Hero could be coming back. Um, it's been four weeks. He's due back in six. So, depending on you know this the Celtics series goes to seven, you might be seeing Tyler Hero back. Good offensive production. Um, and then Jimmy Butler would be the best player on the floor there, as well as you have Eric Spolstra versus Doc Rivers. And let me tell you, if there's ever a guy that Eric Spolstra is licking his lips at, it's either Doc Rivers or Joe Mazzulla because he can outcoach both of those guys. Something weird I'm feeling with the Heat team. I don't know. I, I know this is a very long shot, but I was just thinking about it today, and it's just so crazy it might work. What is the reason the Nuggets beat the Heat, though, if, if you think the Heat are that good, they can get by the Sixers. I think that they match up better with the Sixers than they match up with Denver. I, I know Jokic, like, so the reason that um, Jokic I find so hard to be covered by one guy is with his passing ability and the way that he just... Yeah, you can't really guard passing. Yeah, you can't really guard passing an offensive, like, ability, if that makes sense, in terms of not just scoring. And I think Embiid is more strictly scoring. I know he does have facili- facilitating things but i think really we don't have to give that to him okay Uh, i think bam will lock him down more efficiently than they'll knock and effectively more than you can lock down Jokic. um not to mention Jokic seems healthier and in just like better to go knock on wood um joel Embiid, i every time he falls i i he's also just not fully healthy yet as well so there's that aspect of it he he had a a chase down block on jalen last night where he he's looking better but i mean he was was, he was out after turning it over but he was out yeah. two or three games ago, so I mean, it's not like there's no way he's fully healthy right now. No one really is, but I think there's, yeah, right. I think there's, there's a significant injury thing that, um, I'm kind of, you know, putting in there. But, um, you can't this Lakers expect- Nuggets series. I, I feel like, would be would do wonders for my prediction ability if this comes true. <laughs> if the Lakers are able to get out of that, because yeah, I, you really I don't like- think anyone would pick them. Yeah, I don't know. I fuck, dude. Lakers you think, make you, it. You think Nuggets in in five against the Lake Show? Um, five or six, probably more six. Six would be my guess. Um, I just want to talk about something that's been pissing me off. Can I do that? Absolutely. Okay. Everyone's saying that you could get Heat Lakers, and you could get a remix of um, you know, the twenty twenty bubble. Called, it's called a rematch. That too. <laughs> you could also get that of the twenty twenty thing, and that it's all. They keep saying um, this proves that the bubble was real. Let me read off the Lakers um, roster in the 2020 bubble. Quinn Cook, Troy Daniels, Anthony Davis, Jared Dudley, Danny Green, Taylor Horton Tucker, Dwight Howard, LeBron James, Kyle Kuzma, JaVale McGee, Markeith Morris, um, Zach Norvell, Rajon Rondo, and one other guy I, that I didn't get into the screenshot. Um, all of those guys, of, that, of the remaining people, it's just LeBron and Anthony Davis. So everyone that's saying that the bubble... This proves that this bubble team was legit, blah, blah, blah. Yes, they won the title. No, it doesn't prove anything about the bubble team, though, because it's not the same bubble team. That's all I want to say. Fair. Fair. It doesn't prove anything about the bubble, but I agree with the fact that the bubble was real, so I'm not going to... Yeah, because, you know, like, TJ Warren was really good in the bubble, and Jamal Murray was also really good. He can't really give me that one, though, because he is still good. Jamal Murray is is good. good. Who else was good? Devin Booker. That guy's doing pretty well in the playoffs. He's pretty good. Luka? Luca's pretty good. All right, good. all right. Just putting it out there. <laughs> the I bubble, do, oh, I do th- how about Jimmy Butler? How about our yeah, boy Jimmy yeah. Butler? I was thinking that. I didn't want to say it because it makes me even more wrong. Um, I, I just forget. Think- what did you say last night, Max? Where I was like, you got to stop inhaling Jimmy's dick. Oh, um, <laughs> I forget what exactly I, you I was said. Just saying, what did I say? Something about him being the, one of the best. I've been saying it all. The, I mean, it's not like it's just truthful that Jimmy Butler 
is one of the best remaining playoff players, if not the best. He's not playoffs the only. Best playoffs best, only. Dude. He's not. How is he not? What is he well, showing? He's, he's very, not the best. He's he's been averaging. All right, let me look up the most points per game in the playoffs so far. Go I ahead. think I would take Jokic, Steph, and that's probably it. Yeah, maybe Booker. Maybe Embiid. I would take. I would, take, I, <laughs> I would take Booker. Because oh, Booker Booker's that. averaging the most, and then Jimmy Butler. It's Booker thirty five point nine, Kawhi thirty four point five, Jimmy Butler thirty three point five points per game. Kawhi doesn't count. Kawhi doesn't count. So therefore, he's averaging second. So I have a question. And he's bringing this rat heat team all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. So you can't really sit here and say that it's inhaling his dick when you're like, I mean, he's the best player on hey, the man. terrible team. Gabe Vincent and Max Struess are playing really I was really going to say, Bam, okay. Bam's been playing really well. Bam's been it's playing also well. also like, they're not, they haven't been scoring like prolifically. So it's 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 more their, their defensive ability and, and the fact that the Knicks are fucking really bad. I think and, it's a well, crazy Knicks take. Are, that you think the Heat are gonna beat the Sixers? I think that's absolutely why. I know I think that's it, 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 too. I'm not. I, the Heat have played horrendous teams. True. The Knicks I, are hey, good. I'm just saying. I have a feeling. I know it's a long shot. I know it's crazy. But I just had. A, I was just. You know. I was taking a stroll. It's a beautiful day. I was outside for a while, just angrily walking, and I had that thought, and I wanted to share it with my friends. That's all. Fair. Well, I, I mean, yeah. we appreciate you sharing it with us. Yeah. But uh, friends is you know. a strong. All right. Word. Are we falling <laughs> apart here? Let's keep it together, close, boys. All right. Anything comrades. else you got to say before we go? Uh, Celtics making the finals and winning the finals. I think that's a crazier take than at this point. <laughs> it's not. It's not. But um, yeah, Jordan. Uh, I think maybe first things first. And Nick Wright, who's kind of like a oh, I fucking a, a Stephen A. or Skip yeah, Bayless kind of talking head guy. He's more Skip um, Bayless than Stephen A. I'll tell you that much. He's had. Oh, okay. I don't know what that means. We can dissect that Steven, later. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's had the Lakers like favored to win the title since the trade deadline and i think maybe he's gotten to me a little bit but i love this lakers team so i don't I, fuck it dude you should they're going to the you finals. shouldn't be allowed to wear anything celtics for saying that i love i don't lakers feel team. this celtics lakers rivalry like you do i didn't grow up with that i grew up with celtic sixers we grew up in the same goddamn time it's it's, it's we don't remember way. it's celtics bucks watch... celtics <laughs> yeah. sixers it's we not did. it's not celtics lakers we have not made it's, a finals because it's history it it's built in there. If you, it's if Celtics your father, Warriors. Your it's Celtics weren't Warriors for me. And I think Lakers are like fourth or fifth on the like rivalry. I mean, you're right. Modern yeah. day, like we haven't been as rivaled, but I mean, like you, I we grew up being taught to hate the Lakers, so I, I can't believe that you guys are even sympathizing with them. They feel the same <laughs> way about us. It's not sympathizing. I think they're you said they're, a really good right. basketball team. We're Lakers are the apart. worst fan okay. base, dude. We're done. All right. Good episode. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. We'll be back tomorrow to recap the upcoming games tonight. So we will talk to you then. Thank you all for listening. Sure and coming to say you look you fine. We got to cut it off. Nobody kidding, fuck on my line. I'm gonna keep it up with y'all. But shorty, I'm trying to make you mine. Don't make it too easy, I wanna try. She looking too good, can't let it go by. Oh yeah. Think I won the lotto. This slow mulatto. She could be a model. She wanna show me some. Think I won the lotto. This slow mulatto. She could be a model.